another episode of the humble ass podcast and yo mother fucking ass welcome back to a new episode of the perfect blend podcast i am your host yours truly miss kk you know aka miss k day aka khalif when you catch me up in the streets Alrighty, um i just want to say the last episode i want to tell y'all this for all of the new listeners, y'all are like really like all my listeners, all of y'all, the new listeners as well. I just want to say thank y'all so much for the ones who um, are in class with me. <laughs> thank you so much um, for like personally telling me that you enjoyed the last episode in the podcast. It's always a joy for me to hear. I'm really, really excited about that. And um, that episode was so fucking candid. Like, it was personal as fuck. You know, that was something that was new for me. You know, like, not new for me. But I tend to kind of shy away from the things in my in my personal life. Um, but yeah, that was a fun episode to record. So to all of the new listeners... And the listeners who've been here from day one, I thank y'all so much for tuning in once a week, checking my shit out, supporting a real bitch. You feel me? Because it is a one-woman show, okay? And um, yeah, it's a one-woman show. So thank you. And I love you. And I appreciate you. Um, If you haven't got at my Twitter yet, I did get a few new Twitter followers. So my Twitter is K-Day. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. A A few housekeeping, y'all. I got to get my little announcements out, okay? Hit hit up that Twitter page, you know. um, Show me some love. I only got like 24 followers. You know, I'm starting from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my listeners have come from Instagram, though. Instagram and uh, shares. People just sharing my shit. And um, thank you to the guys on Twitter. I mean, the ladies on Twitter who retweeted my show um, and constantly support me. You know exactly who you are. Everyone who, re- who retweets and shares and shows love. I appreciate you. I love you dearly. And I couldn't do it without you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, get at me on Twitter. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I want to say? Um, oh, this weekend, I will be attending the Revolt Summit. It's um, a, it's a summit called Revolt. The Revolt Summit hosted by Diddy, P. Diddy. So I will be attending that this weekend. I ain't popping yet, so I ain't got no table or nothing like that. But I will be there for some networking to promote my own podcast. I'll probably pop in. The Revolt Summit is a summit held by um, Diddy. And um, it's basically an industry event. It's like more of a panel, panel type summit where you have different radio stations uh, such as people from Ebro in the morning, Breakfast Club, you know, just doing various different panels and talks. I know Issa Rae will be there. Kalani will be there. Um, Yeah, some of the actors from Euphoria, I believe her name is Storm Reed or Tara Reed. I don't know her name. I'm so sorry. I haven't watched Euphoria yet, but my homegirl told me she's going to be there. And um, it's going to be a great event. And I'm just going to be there networking. And me and my homegirl are going to go together. So if you come through the come to the Revolt Summit this weekend, October 25th um, through October 28th, I will be there. 
I will be there just walking around, child, okay? A bitch ain't got no table yet, all right? But I'm, you know, look, we got to take it to the streets and network and spread the word about the fucking show. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to meet people and say, hey, go check out the podcast. You feel me? Um, and they have a lot of, like, educational talks just for people who are interested in, in uh, hip-hop and entertainment. And, you know, having various talks from, you know, people from record labels, um, like RCA, Keep Cool, you know. It's going to be a cool event. So I'm excited to go. A lot of popular faces or cute faces will be there in the industry. So um, I'll be popping in throughout the weekend. So, yeah. So if you are there, say hi to me. Um, Yeah. So a quick update. So this week I will give you more celebrity commentary because that's what I'm here for. God damn it. But a quick update on on the last episode and how things are playing out now. So let's just say that homeboy, you know, um, I last told you guys that I wasn't talking to him and I kind of kept my distance. Uh, let's see. Last weekend, last Saturday, I actually called him because, you know, I was thinking about him. I was one of my feelings and shit. And I was just like, let me call him. So I called him. We had a conversation. You know, he was upset that I was kind of falling back on him or whatever. And um, he just was on a, like an ego trip, I guess, trying to make me feel like I wasn't good enough. I don't really know what his his deal was, but... You know, um, he he said some some crazy shit, <laughs> as most fuckboys do. And um, yeah, I just wasn't here for it. So, you know, we didn't really come to a resolution. And um, we were just arguing. It was weird. And for me, I'm kind of like, why am I arguing with somebody who's not with me in a relationship? This is just a situationship. And um, it's a type of relationship. You know, he's been in my world for like, what, three months? I met him in July, so August. Yeah, it's been like three months or whatever. But, you know, all in all, I just realized that I don't mean anything to him, you know, because I told him, you know, you disrespect me a lot. The way you talk to me, the way you, you know, get angry, you raise your voice and stuff. That's just something that's not going to float for me, you know, and I just feel like you don't give a fuck. You, You literally don't give a fuck. And for me... I I want somebody around who gives a fuck. Rather, you're my man or we don't even have a title. I need you to still treat me a certain way. I am a fucking lady. And uh, I expect to be treated like a lady. So you better come correct. You know? And he didn't want to hear it. And, um, you know, it's him, you know? So after that, um, we got off the phone. He said he would call me back. He never called me back. Uh, Like, I think four or five days went by. And I just, I went home and I just, you know... I, I just pulled out my phone and blocked him. And I know blocking doesn't really do anything, you know, because, hell, I might have a weak moment and unblock his ass. Because, you know, I'm a human. There'd be times where I'd be lonely and shit. You know, when school and work is over, I'd be like, damn, I just want to cuddle, you know. But at the end of the day, like, I really had to think to myself, like, yeah, I'm confused, but I, I'm just tired of this not going anywhere. Like, where the fuck is this going? And I know at the end of the day, I, I want a relationship and I, and I can't really... Um, put that on him, you know, we, we started off having fun, you know, so that's where I had to realize, okay, well, shit, he ain't ever gonna give me no relationship, he just here to fuck, and I hate to be so explicit, you guys, but, you know, that's, that's really what the conclusion I came to, and I know some of my, some of my friends don't take me seriously, they're like, oh, bitch, you're gonna unblock him, you know, like, you know, you want the, you want the D or whatever, but, Honestly, I'm just kind of like, I just want somebody who, who gives me good energy and he's not, he's not giving me good energy and I have a lot going for myself right now, you know, and I, I just feel like I need to be around someone. If, if I will entertain a man, it just needs to be somebody on good vibes, someone who 
I can trust. And um, basically, I want a damn boyfriend. That's basically what I'm saying, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean that I probably won't talk to him again. But as of now, he's blocked and I'm really not feeling it. Like, I'm seriously over it. I'm just, I really just thought long and hard about how this is going. And it just doesn't feel good anymore, you know? And I'm tired of it not feeling good. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be lighthearted. You feel me? That's what we're here for. So... If you're going through something like that and you're you're in your emotions, I just want to let you know you're valid. If like, for example, let's say if you have a situation where you hooked up with somebody and you're in your feelings about it, whatever the fuck is going on, whatever the dynamic is, you're valid in that. You know, we it's okay to be caught up in your feelings sometimes. It's okay to sort through that shit, you know? And it's okay to also call yourself out and remind yourself of how it started. You feel me? It's okay to be um, wide-eyed to the, to the situation and understand that the other person really doesn't owe you anything. And it's, although that person kind of said the things that you wanted to hear, they sort of let you on. Y'all probably have, may have had conversations about being together. And he probably, you know, got the coochie and you all in your fills, or he got the booty, or if, if you're one of the gays, honey, he got the ding ding, or if you're a lesbian girl, she got the coochie, and you and your feelings, you feel me? But it happens. We're all fucking human. And for me, I'm just kind of like, I had to just realize, hold on, I'm the fucking queen. You feel me? That's what I told myself. I was like, hold on, this nigga over here, this is like, I'm the queen. How dare you? Like, do you know who the fuck is? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I could find other people to talk to. That's not a hard thing to do. I just happen to like you. You feel me? I'm, I'm happy to be feeling you. But there's other people that I could talk to. Or I could just be by my fucking self. Like, I've been by myself. You feel me? So I just had to realize that, like, on some real shit. Like, I, I got tired of feeling like shit. And he was treating me like shit. And I just got tired of feeling like it. You know, he out here dipping and everything. And, you know, it is what it is. So I'm moving on. And shit, if I and if I relapse and go back and get the dick, y'all. <laughs> let me stop. No, but for real, if a bitch relapsed, I'll let y'all know. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna tell my listener, I'm be like, girl, I done relapsed. Okay. Cause last weekend I broke. I was thinking about him and shit. I was laying in that bed. And I was like, damn, I miss him. I miss kissing on him. I miss him. You know, but then after we talked and I realized that that's just who he is, he literally was telling me he won't he won't treat me how I wanna be treated. I was like, okay, you're literally telling me how you're gonna treat me. And that's not going to work for me. So that's how that ended. Now we're going to go to the Yes Queen Award. So, bitch, let's get into it. Um, You know, there's been a lot going on in the last two weeks. I'm talking with Nicki Minaj, Gina Rodriguez, all these celebrities. It's just so much going on. So much going on. And um, sometimes... You know, when I do the podcast, I'm like, damn, these are some heavy topics. I got to cut some of them. Shit, I can't talk about every goddamn thing. You feel me? But it's a lot. And I just think, you know, we got to remember that these celebs are fucking humans too, you know? And yeah, it's been a lot going on. But who who do I feel should get the Yes Queen Award this week? Um, I'm trying to think. Has there been a woman... That has um, that has been kind of giving me what I need in regards to doing something that I feel, huh? As of now, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I can't really think of anybody that has directly given me um, something where I felt like, 
okay, she on her shit. You feel me? Or, or not only say she on her shit, because a lot of women are out here killing it, right? But, um, yeah, I don't want to give you the same Yes Queen Award. I really can't think of anybody right now who I'm sort of, like, excited for. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give it... I'll, I'll, I'll probably, as the episode goes on, I'll probably, you know, give a Yes Queen Award throughout the episode, as I tend to do sometimes. But right now... The person who comes to my mind is, uh, y'all remember Flavor Love, Miss Tiffany, New York Pollard, honey? I want to give her a Yes Queen Award um, because she she just revamped her show. It's a YouTube series sponsored, it's uh, by VH1, but it's a YouTube show. It's called Brunch with Tiffany. It's a bomb-ass, cute little um, interview show that she has where she interviews different, you know, celebs and reality stars and stuff like that and singers and stuff. And Tiffany is just a ball of fun. It's a really, really funny show. So I want to give her a Yes Queen Award because that bitch is the queen of reality TV, New York. Can't nobody take it away from New York, a.k.a. Tiffany motherfucking Pollard, okay? New York is that bitch. And, you know, I feel like New York created the blueprint that a lot of these hoes out here now, um, <laughs> a lot of them, you know, a lot of these girls who get on TV, they want to get a moment so they can be famous and be remembered and have a career out of that. And it, and it could turn into a career. But to me, New York is one of the very, very few reality TV women. That's why I think she's the queen of reality TV, goddammit. But she's one of the few that have kept her relevancy and she's still getting gigs to this day and she's still getting booked. People still love her. People still want, they want New York's presence in reality TV. And I think that New York is, she's every, she's so fucking bomb. Like, I'm sorry. I love New York. That bitch funny as fuck. She's like my inner spirit, my inner spirit animal. But she's the only person at the moment that I think I should give a um, Yes Queen Award to a child. Ooh, now let's get to the celebrity gossip. The first topic. Um, Nicki Minaj recently got married a few days ago on October 21st. She had a quiet little private wedding, which is her and her man, Mr. Kenneth Petty. And, you know, it was funny because I was talking to one of my friends about this and she was just like, oh my God, because we were talking about Nicki Minaj. And I noticed that Nicki Minaj, she she's very really polarizing. Like, I either meet people who like her or I meet people who cannot fucking stand her. You see what I'm saying? It's never... She has a polarizing personality, you know, to where you either love her or you hate her, you know? And um, it was funny because I was talking to my friend and my friend was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for Nicki. Like, Nicki, she just seems so happy. She seems really calm. And she was just like, I feel like everyone's kind of hard on her. They're always bashing her and dragging her the best that they can. <laughs> But she was like, I feel like she fucking happy. She was like, I feel like that man then calmed her down. Oh, sorry, y'all. My nose a little runny, child. Um, she was like, I feel like that man then calmed her down. And I was like, I agree. I feel like she's happy. I do think a part of her, you know, she's tired of the bullshit that she's been going through in the industry. You know, um, she's tired of the bullshit and she's, and she's having a moment where she's sort of defending the work that she has done. And that's not to say... That's not to say that Nicki Minaj hasn't made <clears throat> mistakes. You know, she has done and said some problematic things, as all people tend to do, you know. Um, right. But, you know, I think she's happy. And I, I'm, I want her to be married. But Wendy Williams' ass got on her show <laughs> a few days ago. And she said that she was just like, you know, she said something along the lines of Nicki Minaj, congrats on your marriage to a killer and a rapist. And um, 
We all know that Kenneth Petty has multiple mugshots, and he is a he's a he's a he's a thug. He a gangster. Um, but I think Nikki. Well, first of all, Wendy Wendy Williams is gonna be Wendy Williams' child, and I necessarily don't want to drag Wendy. That's not my goal. Although I do think she was kind of petty for saying that to Nikki like that. You know, it was it was a little out of line. But that's Wendy Williams. Wendy does her shit. You know, Wendy Wendy pops her shit and she makes her comments or whatever. And that's you know we like to hear that shit. People love controversy. You feel me? But um, or or salacious shit. People really like that. I feel like people act like they don't, but we all know people like salacious shit. That's why we all got Twitter. That's why we be talking our shit on Twitter and Instagram and on these fucking talk shows and shit. People like to pop their shit, you know. Um, but yeah, I think Nikki Nikki has said time and time again that people don't really know what happened in regards to Kenneth Petty's uh um rape case in which he's now listed he is listed as a sexual offender I believe he is listed as one due to that situation he went through when he was a teenager um and you guys can go google that on uh, Nicki Minaj's um husband but you know she Nicki has said countless times again that you all don't know the full story you all don't really know what happened you know and um according to Nicki Minaj um he didn't rape her the family that the girl that he was dating when he was 16 and she was 15, um, her family did not like him. So they told her to lie and say that he raped her. Now that's what Nicki Minaj, uh, this is all alleged, you know, but that, that's what she said. She did say that on her Instagram page, y'all, you know, so I don't know what's the truth. I don't know what's not, but all I do know is that her and Kenneth Petty have been dating or they've known each other and they, they, they were in love when they were teenagers and now they revisited life again at an older age, you know, in their thirties or whatever. And they're, and they're in love again and they're happy. And sometimes it works out like that. And, you know, I think Nikki, she's at a level in her life and her career where she made all the money that she wants to make. And she's literally just seeking happiness. Now, are we a little bit nervous as fans of, you know, Nicki Minaj and all of her money, you know, dating somebody who who we don't really know how much money he has. We don't really know what he does. We just know that he has he has a past, you know, um, a criminal past, you know. And of course, her fans are nervous for her. But my whole thing is this. Nicki Minaj is a grown ass fucking woman. People make the decisions that they want to make and that they're happy with, you know, and I love her. I support her. I do want to see her happy. I think she's had a fantastic fucking career. I think she's worked her ass off to get to where she is today. And Wendy fucking tried it. Wendy was like, you know, congratulations on your marriage to a killer and a rapist. It's like, okay. You know, Wendy Williams is Wendy. And we, I love Wendy, you know. So I'm not trying to say Wendy was wrong. I'm not trying to say Nikki is wrong. I'm just saying I like to see the girl happy. So Nikki, um, she went and had a private little ceremony by them, you know, just with the two of them. And both of them stated that the actual ceremony is coming soon. The big one with family and friends. And also too, she tweeted because <laughs> everybody is saying how like, you know, he's also saying that he wants to get her pregnant and have a baby with her. And Nikki was just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not pushing out no baby. And so we have that big wedding and I get that, that big ring. You know, so to my knowledge, I don't think they have a ring yet. I think they just went and did the marriage, but they don't have the official ring, nor have they had the, the big, big wedding yet. So she was like, you know, until I get that ring on my finger, I ain't pushing out no fucking babies. 
You feel me? So Nikki did tweet that. I fucking, Nikki is a kid. So, and also too, congrats to her on her fucking Fendi line. That's some real queen shit right there. That's a yes queen thing. You know, congrats, Nikki has her, um, her capsule line with Fendi, the big fashion house. Congrats to you, girl, on that. Um, next topic, let's see. Uh, Summer Walker. Summer Walker and London on the track had a brief little hiccup. They had a brief little hiccup um, a few days ago. Um, as you, I don't know if you all know or follow Summer, but Summer is currently on tour right now. It's called the first and last tour. And I'm hella excited, by the way, because I'm, I'm going to be going to her Los Angeles show, y'all, on November 8th. So a bitch is hella excited because y'all know I'm a big Summer Walker fan. I fucking love her. Um, I feel like I'm a fan of every fucking body, but it's certain artists that I feel like I gravitate to where I'm like, bitch, I get you. I get you. I get you. You know, and Summer Walker is one of those artists for me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be going to her LA show on November 8th here in Los Angeles, y'all at the Novo. So catch your girl there. How you doing? All right. But, um, Summer Walker, um, she was doing a show in London, um, with her boyfriend who's, um, a famous producer named London on the track, but they're in London together right now. And, you know, they had a, they had a breakup about three days ago. They had a breakup. It was all over the shade room, all over the blogs, y'all. And Summer literally posted on her IG story. She was just like, you know, I'm single. And she was all like, you know, I tend to attract male chauvinists. I think it's chauvinist. That's the term or chauvinist. But she was like, you know, I tend to attract male chauvinists. And she was all like, I don't know why. She she basically put this on her Instagram story. Like, she typed it out. And she was just like, you know, I don't know why I seem to attract these men. But she was saying how whenever she makes her own decisions and, you know, whenever she speaks her mind or do things for herself without a man, the men that she's with, they tend to have a problem with that. So that's why she broke up with London. And she also stated that um, he's still a sweet man and he's a very, very sweet person. But, you know, apparently they had, they must have had a fight or an argument and had a big disagreement about something, probably business-wise or whatever. And Summer was like, fuck this shit. You know, I make my own fucking money. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, you produced my project and yeah, you my man, but I'm the artist. Like, this is my fucking career, you know? So, you know, they, they probably had some disagreements about something. And, um, you know, it happens. But they just got together. They've been together for a few months now. And I was sad when she said that they broke up because I really, really liked them as a couple. But um, that quickly ended because after she posted that on her Instagram story, she had her performance. And, of course, London on the track got on stage and surprised her with gifts and apologized. And they hugged it out. And now they're back together. Okay. So Summer Girl, I just want you to focus on the music, you know, and I, I, she's been saying how, because her tour is titled The First and Last Tour, you know, so she's been stating how she's, she doesn't like the music industry. She doesn't mind making music, but she, she the, the music industry is exhausting and she doesn't really like, you know, the fame and everything like that. She just likes the money and, and the art, you know. Um, and she was just stating how she wants to retire. And I'm like, girl, you only like 22, 23. Like, how the fuck are you going to retire? And it's funny because the, it's another singer named Ari Lennox. She's another R&B soul singer. She she went on her Instagram and she was just like, I don't know why all these young artists, they are so fucking talented. And she posted this on, on her Instagram live. She was just like, you know, I don't understand why all these artists, these young artists are hollering that they want to retire. And she was like, do you think Beyonce ever did that? Like Beyonce became Beyonce because she just puts in the fucking work. 
And Ari Lennox was stating, she was just like, you know, how dare we sit here and complain about the industry and say how tired we are when you have stars like Beyonce who never complain and they just they just do their shit and they work their ass off. You know, Ari Lennox had an excellent point. Anyway, I hope Summer doesn't retire because she's she's a top, she, it's something about her. It's something about her that's very unique. You know, a lot of people compare her to SZA. I don't think she's like SZA. I just think that people, they see like an awkward black girl, AKA a SZA, AKA a Summer Walker, and they always want to compare them and all this bullshit. But I think SZA and Summer Walker are completely different artists. I don't think that Summer Walker is the new SZA. You know, I don't think SZA, um, I think SZA is still new. You know, SZA's not, um, in my opinion, I think SZA's very talented, but SZA is still new. So Summer Walker is still new. These are still new people. You see what I'm saying? So, um, you know, let them have their light. Stop comparing them. You feel me? Anywho, next topic. Uh, Let's see, what else we got up in here? Cardi B has been casted in a new Fast and Furious, so she'll be making an appearance in that. I believe she has gotten like a full role. Um, I did see that movie that Cardi B was in recently with Jennifer Lopez. I forgot the name of that movie. Hustlers? I think it was called Hustlers or Hustler Girls or whatever. I did see that movie. It was a cute movie. Cardi B really didn't have a big role. Um, Jennifer Lopez, of course, like led the movie right along with the other main star. It was an, um, an Asian woman. I forgot her name, but the story was censored basically around her and Jennifer Lopez's character. But um, yeah, Cardi didn't really have a big role in that movie. And I thought that she would have had a big role in the Hustlers film or whatever. And she didn't. I think it's called Hustlers. I forgot, child. But I did go see it and I thought it was a great movie. It wasn't like, you know, the best, best movie, but I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good. And, um, you know, I like where Cardi is going. I feel like Cardi, she just, she get into the bag however she can. You feel me? I hope I'm not too loud, you guys. I am recording. Side note, we're going to get back to Cardi in a moment. I'm recording in a different area. I'm not at home. So I'm kind of in a studio, (laughs) but I'm recording in another area. So I hope that my sound is a lot better. Um, And I'm trying to be mindful, you know, but it's, it's sort of a studio. You feel me? We making it work, but I'm not at home. A bitch is somewhere else recording. Okay. How you doing? Anyways, um, yeah, Cardi, you know, Cardi is an entertainer. You feel me? Cardi, she just getting into the bag. So I'm happy to see her in Fast and Furious. I'm wondering when her second album is coming out. I'm sure that it's coming probably next year because we're already in October. And, you know, she's had some great singles, but they haven't really said anything about an album yet. But I'm pretty sure it's coming soon. So kudos to you, Cardi girl. Kudos to you, child. And her baby is so cute. Baby culture is so cute. Um, let's see. Amanda Sales. That's our next topic. I'm not sure if I talked about Amanda Sales previously. I think I may have. But basically, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, Amanda Sales was kicked out of um, the Black Hollywood party, the Black Hollywood Oscars party. And that's basically a party for all of um, Holly, Black Hollywood's um, top people. You know, the, the people who are making art, they are actors and actresses. I know actresses have been kind of removed from the dictionary, but I still like the term actress, but I know female actors now like to be called actors as well. Um, but basically, that's where all of the, the top, you know, Black um, people within the, the film industry and within, you know, 
Hollywood are invited to this particular event, film and television. Rather, they're producers, directors, actors, you know, um, you know, uh, PR people, things like that. So Amanda Sills was invited to this particular party by a few people, um, Jesse Williams and a few other celebrities who invited her to the party. Now, what happened was Amanda Sills pulled up to the party and she was told that she wasn't on the guest list. She got upset and she still walked into the party. Um, the security asked her to leave. She went outside. She was like, you know, what do you mean I'm not on the list? One of her friends, another celeb, I forgot his name, he came outside and he was like, you know, just let her in. She could come in. So she went back in again. All the security was telling her that she was not allowed in the party because she wasn't on the list. And she went and stood at the bar. And then um, four security guards came to her and tried to escort her out. And she was like, you know, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving until you tell me who's kicking me out of this party and why I'm not on the list because I was invited to this party. And then the security, he went and he, you know, tried to figure out who gave him the order. It's this woman by the name of Vanessa. And uh, Vanessa gave him instructions to remove her from the party. And then there was another woman who was a white woman by the name of Kiera. <laughs> Kiera also, um, I, I believe she's like a PR person or something. Kiera was like, oh, you know, she's not allowed in here. And her and Amanda had some words. And basically, she was kicked out of the party again. And mind you, while all of this was happening, she was on Instagram live in real time, you know, recording all of this. And she was just saying how upset she was because nobody wanted to give her an explanation as to why. But then when the security guards told her it was Vanessa, a light bulb went off for her because Vanessa is actually Issa Rae's PR person. And... Oh, this is a lot of drama, y'all. I'm going in today because y'all ain't got no celebrity commentary in a minute, child. But yeah, um, Vanessa is um, Issa Rae's PR. She's her publicist. And um, basically, Vanessa and Amanda, they have been not... And Amanda even said it. She went on her podcast, talked about it on YouTube and shit like that. And um, she was just saying how her and Vanessa, they never really had like a direct fallout, but they've always had this tension between them where Vanessa was always really, really short with her and like snappy with her. So where Amanda um, just kind of kept her distance and Amanda even went as far to talk to Issa Rae. Now, mind you, Amanda Sills, let me slow down real quick. Amanda Sills is an actress. She's a comedian. She's an author. She just released her book. And she's a commentator. You know, she has her podcast. She believes in uh, speaking up, you know, for Black people and, you know, civil rights, you know, Black rights, Black issues. And she's, you know, she really, really has a, a presence in that arena, you know. But she's an actress and she's a child star as well. I believe she was famous for her role on, uh, I think, let me see, was it 227? Let me see, hold on. I don't want to get my facts wrong, y'all, because damn it, I'm trying to get into this shit too and get a bag. And I don't want bitches coming at me saying I got my facts wrong. Okay? What show that Amanda Sills, I got my fucking laptop here, right here, y'all. Let me see. Uh, let's see. It wasn't 227. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm just saying shit. She was a child actress, though, and she played a few roles. And I believe her biggest role was My Brother and Me um, when she was a kid and then Cop and a Half. You know, so she was a child star for a brief moment. And then she's done other things, you know, throughout her career. So, anywho, 
Um, you know, Samantha, uh, I'm sorry, Amanda, she's done a lot, you know, and basically now she's on Insecure, which was, you know, that's Issa Rae's show. She, she's like the head of that show. That's her thing on HBO. And basically, um, let's get back to the story. So Amanda went to Issa Rae in the past, about a year ago, because she was invited to the same party. And um, last year when she went to this Black Oscars party, she went with Joe Scott. Her and Joe Scott were hanging out. And uh, basically Vanessa was there again. And she tried to talk to Vanessa. And Vanessa snapped on her and she said, you know, I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time for you. I don't have time for this today. And Amanda was really, you know, taken aback. Flash forward to today, Vanessa's kicking her out of the party in general, you know? So the, the thing is, is that I don't, I don't really know what Amanda Sills did behind the scenes. And I'm, I'm not trying to blame her and say she did anything. You know, we don't know that yet. All we know is that this, this, this PR person by the name of Vanessa really has an issue with her. And Vanessa's very well connected in the industry. And Vanessa does not like her in particular. And also Vanessa did, she was a part of planning this Black Oscar party. She, it was, it was basically her party. It's, it's her and a few other people who, you know, planned this party. And Vanessa made it a point, and she made it a point that Amanda Sills was not invited. Now, Amanda Sills knew that she wasn't invited, but she still went because Jesse Williams and other, you know, other big people in the industry and Black Hollywood invited her. And my whole thing is like, you know, if you know that you have an issue with someone behind the scenes who does have power, why are you taking your ass to their party? You feel me? And I get that Amanda wanted to go because Insecure was there. That is a show that she's on. It is one of our popular shows that we are watching right now. You know, that, that's a really popular show. It's on HBO, um, you know, and they were all there. You know, Yvonne, Issa, you know, all of the stars of that show, they had their own section, you know. So it's valid that you want to be there, but you know that you were not invited. You feel me? You know that you have some bad blood. And honestly... Once she was kicked out, you know, Amanda kind of went on this, this, I don't want to say smear campaign, but she basically called Vanessa out and called Issa Rae out and, you know, called all her cast members out and was just saying how basically it was fucked up, you know, and just kind of saying how no one really helped her. No one really, you know, took up for her, stood up for her. She was being kicked out of a black Oscar Hollywood party by a white woman under the name of Kiara. (laughs) You know, she just didn't understand why that was happening. And I get her frustration, but at the same time, I'm gonna be real. Amanda has a very strong personality. I don't think Amanda is a bad person. I'm a, I'm a fan of Amanda. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm a supporter. I'm a supporter of Amanda. Um, I do like her stuff. I do like her podcasts. I, I, I like her. I like what she does. I like what she stands up for. I think she is amazing. I think she is one of our um, culture movers right now. You know, you have some public figures who don't give a fuck about culture. They don't give a fuck about, you know, moving shit forward. Then you have some public figures and celebrities who actually use their platform to move shit forward. And I feel like Samantha is one of those people. And that's why I like her. That's why I support her. Because she's one of those people who has important conversations to move shit forward. Has she made mistakes? Yes, the fuck she has. But see, that shows you that these people are fucking human. You know, but I do think Amanda, she's a cancer. You feel me? And she, you know, I feel like the problem with cancers is that they have a hard time being aware of what they do. So they're, they're good at calling other people out, but they have a hard time at being aware of, of the mistakes that they do or the shit that they do. And, and, I, and we don't know. Now, mind you, I'm operating off of 
of what I'm hearing on the blog. Because I don't know her personally or whatever. I'm just giving my fucking commentary on the shit that I'm fucking seeing, okay? And, uh, you know, Amanda, I I can see how her personality can rub people the wrong way. You know, for the fact that your entire cast did not support you when your ass got kicked out of a party... The cast members didn't give a fuck. And one of the cast members, I forgot his name, but he's one of the lead actors on Insecure, the light-skinned one. He tweeted about it, and he was like, you know, this is what happens when you're mean, you know? He was all like, you know, you're a beautiful woman, but you're mean, you know? You're, you're kind of mean-spirited. And he was just like, you know, how do you expect people to take up for you when you don't treat people right? This is what happens when you move a certain way and you're disrespectful to people. You're a mean person. And he was just like, you know, why don't you just stop fighting, sis, and just and, and take this L? That's what he tweeted. Something around those lines, you know? And um, Amanda just went on this tirade. And honestly, my whole thing is this. I think she needs to be careful. I think she got a little bit ahead of herself. Um, and, and let me say this. And, and I love Amanda, you guys. But I, I'm objective with these people, okay? I, I'm a fan of some of them or whatever, but I'm objective. You feel me? I think that Amanda got a little bit ahead of herself. I think her ego got ahead of itself. And this is a prime example of when of when you, I don't want to say you think you're bigger than what you are. I'm not going to disrespect Amanda Sills and her accomplishments that way at all. Amanda just had an HBO special. Amanda just went on a nationwide tour. She just released a book. She's out here busting her ass off. She's, you know, she, she's working her ass off. You feel me? She, she's a figure. She's doing her thing. Proud of her. So I'm not going to say that she's bigger than what she is. But I do think that this is a prime example of someone um, with an ego being reminded and being humbled that, you know, you can't just run around saying whatever you want to say. You have to watch what you say to people and watch what you do. And we don't we don't know the history or the true history behind her and Vanessa. Amanda has shared that she's never done anything to Vanessa, but Vanessa, to our knowledge, hasn't said anything about this shit yet. So we don't know what's going on. You feel me? But I do feel like Amanda does. She, she operates an ego and she has a difficult time acknowledging that. You see what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah. Amanda, girl, I just don't want you to get blacklisted. You're over here. And, you know, that's my thing. In this industry, especially when you're a black entertainer, it's not that many black entertainers or or black people who really, really have um, the privilege in that industry, in the entertainment world. And, you know, she has a fan base. She's doing her thing. But I... You could lose your fucking job, girl. You keep coming at Issa Rae's publicist and you're, and you're telling Issa Rae. She even told Issa Rae to check her publicist. And Issa Rae said, she was like, you know, y'all are adults. She was like, I don't have nothing to do with that. That woman is an adult. Yeah, she's my publicist, but I'm not going to go check her. If she has an issue with you, you need to go talk to her and figure it out. Amanda never really talked to her, tried to figure it out. You see what I'm saying? To our knowledge, you know? So... My whole thing is this, it's like, I don't know if, if Amanda probably assumes that because Vanessa is a publicist that she can kind of talk to her any kind of way. But, you know, I do think there are some celebrities who are like that. They're like, oh, you're just a publicist. You're not a star like me. But it shows you that, it, that, that if Amanda has disrespected Vanessa, you can't treat people any kind of way. Even if you are liked, you got to remember, you know, you got to be graceful. You got to be humble with your shit. And... 
you know, yeah, you're winning, but you gotta, you gotta treat people right. You feel me? There are people who are at, you know, they don't want to be famous and shit, but they still work in the industry. People talk and you're over here moving a certain way. You're going to fuck around and lose your job. And to be on a show that's a reoccurring show and be a reoccurring star, that's a blessing. Actors don't get jobs. Had to, very, very few get, especially if you're black. Very, very few actors get jobs handed to them. You feel me? You know, you got to work. You got to compete with other actors and shit and other, you know, personalities and shit these days. Everybody's getting famous. You can get famous for one thing you fucking say on Twitter. You know, that that the fame and the attention is so accessible, right? But, you know, if you have a platform and if you are behind the scenes, you got to be able to also call yourself out and, and uh, be accountable because nobody's perfect at all. And I think Amanda was really, really hurt. But, you know, I'm just saying you got to be able to be nice and be graceful and try your best to not burn bridges because I feel like she might be written off of insecure at this rate because you're beefing with Issa Rae's publicist. Issa Rae is a, is a power player, too. Issa Rae is at the top of her fucking game. You know, she, she's got big contracts, big deals. Issa is winning right now. You know, so it's sort of a thing of like, of course, the other cast members are not really going to defend you because they ain't trying to lose a job. All right, I'm done talking about this. Next topic. So let's see. Gina Rodriguez uses the N-word. Let's talk about this shit. Okay. Let's talk about this motherfucking shit. And I got some more shit to talk about, too. And we running out of time here, y'all. I got like 20 minutes left, but I'm going to get through it. So let's see. Gina Rodriguez, you know, she has done... (laughs) Go Google Gina Rodriguez, y'all, because I, you know, I've seen some of the controversy that she's been in. You know, she likes to use the N-word a lot. Um, You know, she is an actress and a director. You know, she's been doing her thing or whatever. She's best known for, um, you know, her roles in Law & Order, um... She did Carmen San Diego right now with Netflix. That's what she's doing right now as a voiceover. You know, um, Annihilation in 2018, Miss Bala. You know, she's an actress. She's getting booked. But she has this fascination with saying the N-word. She was on Instagram earlier this week saying the N-word, um, rapping to a song where the lyrics was like, oh, niggas give me the heebie-jeebies, right? And she got dragged. Everybody called her out because she has she has been saying the N-word and doing shit like this before, where she's apologized. She even went on The Breakfast Club, y'all, and apologized for, I think, some tweets that came out in the past or something she said where she was saying the N-word, you know? Here's my thing about the N-word. And, you know, this is a topic that I think as... as, as it, Nationwide, this is always a fucking conversation, okay? It's always a conversation. Who can say it? Who can't say it? You feel me? I'm going to give a few opinions of other celebrities that I kind of agree with, and then I'm going to give my opinion. So um, Kiki Palmer, you know, she's doing Good Morning America now. I believe it's Good Morning America or something. Sorry. Let's, let me fact check that, y'all. I don't, I don't want to get people's jobs wrong. You feel me? I got to respect my girls. Y'all know I love Kiki Palmer, child. But, um, yes, Kiki Palmer, she is now doing um, the talk show with um, Michael Strand and Sarah Haynes right now, um, where now it's called Strand, Sarah, and Kiki on ABC. I'm sorry about that. It's not Good Morning America. But that, that's a really, really big deal for Kiki. Anyways, Kiki Palmer, she they were talking about the N-word um, yesterday on the show. And she was just stating how, you know, honestly, she feels that Black people should be able to say it. Yes, it's a bad thing to say, but it's also a cultural thing to say. 
you know, N-I-G-G-A, it's a cultural thing. It's, it's in our music. It's in our culture. It's in our, it's, it's, it's in, it's around everywhere. You know, people get famous, you know, when they say the N-word and when they rap, you know, careers have been made. Money has been paid and checks have been written with that word. People have bought an albums with that word. This is me saying this now. Kiki was saying she's for the word. I'm just saying, you know, side note, you know, you have a lot of rappers and singers and stuff who are black who have used that word. You have rappers and singers who are non-black who have used that word um, in everyday life. You have um, other non-black or, you know, non-black POC, non-black people of color who are Asian or Latino or Indian or whatever they are. Um, and they may have grown up in the hood and they also use the word that identify with the word. You feel me? Kiki was saying that she feels like black people should be allowed to say it. And yes, we have music or whatever and people like the music, but she feels like at the end of the day, if y'all want to keep talking about this, we should just be allowed to say it, period, because it is a part of the culture. Is it wrong? Yes. No. Yes and no. We know we know where the N, the N word has originated. We know the history behind that, right? But here's my take on it. And I, and I actually agree with Kiki. You know, I feel like, I think earlier in my college days, you know, when I was, you know, reading more and, you know, just becoming more knowledgeable about the world around me. And I was, I hated the N word. I was like, oh my God, why do we say this to ourselves? Like, this is degrading as fuck. You know, the history behind it. I did. And I felt some type of way, but literally everybody else used it, right? And that's not to say that I can't think for myself because I can't. But I know that I've even used, hell, I used the word in my last episode. So I'm not going to sit up here and say don't use the word. But I think now, I, I, at this point, I'm kind of like that word, um, it's sort of like the B word. And it's not as, it's not as harsh as the B word, you know, because there's a lot of history behind the origination of, of nigga, you know. Um, but I feel like it is a part of the culture now, you know. And for me, I do feel like other cultures, other ethnicities and races, right? The Latino and Asian, you know, the people who are in the middle. You feel me? Not white, not black. You were in the middle. I do feel like they, they should be aware of that, right? Um, they should be aware that that word can be painful for some of us. And for some of us, it's not. Some, some black people will sit up there and let an Asian person say the N-word or call them a nigga and shit, and they'll be okay with it. You feel me? And then there's also some Latino and Asian people who have grown up or in the hood and they have been around, you know, they've, some of them have predominantly been around black people and they, and they are part, they feel more comfortable. They, that's all they know. You see what I'm saying? There are some non-black POC who have been in the hood and, or have probably grown up with black people, right? And they say it and it's cool. So here's my thing. I, I agree with Kiki on that. I feel like it's, I feel like at this point it is, a, it is a part. Hip hop is a big culture, man. Hip hop is a big culture. R&B, black entertainment, regardless of how people look down on black artists, um, it, you know, black people, we, we tend to move pop culture as well. You see what I'm saying? We do. We do. Despite the colorism, despite the, you know, the racist stuff that we go through and, you know, the words that we may use, we move black culture. We, we move pop culture, the bigger culture, even outside of black culture. You know, a lot of people want to, to move the culture like we do. And I'm not trying to be rude about that or anything like that. But, but I would say that black, the black community, we are a big part of moving the culture around. Latin people are too. Latinx people are as well, you know. 
So that's my take on it. I, I agree with Kiki Palmer in regards to the N-word. Now, Gina should have known better. Kiki, Kiki was saying how she felt like Gina didn't mean any harm. I feel like her ass should fucking know better because her ass has been dragged on Twitter time and time again. So, girl, you shouldn't be on Instagram live singing a song talking about niggas give me the heebie-jeebies and smiling. I would feel like if you've been dragged for that, you should think about what the fuck you're doing. Next topic, Laura Harvey. Laura Harvey attempted to drive away from a hit and run in Beverly Hills, y'all, last week, child. She didn't fucking hit a car or something, had a real bad accident, child. I don't know the full details of that, but police did spot her driving away. You know, she hit something in Beverly Hills and drove the fuck away and got in trouble for that shit. So Lori Harvey, you got to be careful, sister, when you're driving. Stop texting and driving, okay? I don't know the full detail. You know what? Let's find the full details because I'm not going to do y'all like this, okay? I'm going to show y'all that a bitch is prepared, okay? And I'm sorry for being a little hood today. You feel me? I'm classy too. Oh, oh, okay, let's catch up on this tea really quickly. Um, She was arrested, y'all. Oh my God, Lori Harvey was arrested after a hit and run accident, y'all. And this is according to CNN, okay? I never really used CNN as a source, all right? But Lori Harvey did receive a misdemeanor and a hit and run citation um, for allegedly hitting a parked vehicle around 9 p.m., Oh, child, Lord, she had a parked vehicle around 9 p.m., y'all, this past Sunday, um, and then she left and drove off, and this all happened, uh, yeah, this happened this past Sunday on October 20th, y'all, so Lori, look, she was stopped, and she was cited shortly after by police, um, yeah, those are all the details that they have so far. I'm pretty sure. You know, Lori Harvey, her father is like filthy rich. You know, Steve Harvey is her father. Y'all know the, uh, the you know, Steve Harvey. He's a comedian, actor, whatever. We know, we know Steve Harvey, crazy ass child. I'm sure they didn't build her out. I'm pretty sure to go away. But Amanda, I mean, uh, Lori, be careful, girl. Stop texting and driving. And hopefully her ass wasn't drunk and no shit like that. But she knows better. She's a smart girl. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so um, this past week, Rihanna shared a video, and in the video, Chris Brown's music was playing. She received a lot of backlash from fans. Fans were upset. You all know because of the the um, history of you know domestic violence between Chris Brown and Rihanna. I feel like Rihanna honestly has moved on from that. I feel like um, I feel like Rihanna has forgiven Chris. And, you know, even to this day, I still feel some type of way about the Rihanna and Chris Brown thing. Because let me say this. Chris Brown is a talented motherfucker. Chris Brown is so fucking talented, y'all. Very talented. Music is fire. Dances his ass off. But even when I listen to his music, and and I I posted this on my Facebook, y'all, last week. Because his his new Indigo album is fire, y'all. I'm so sorry. The album is great. And, you know, we, we live in the whole cancel culture thing you know, right now. And I was, I told, I told my friends, I was like, yo, like, should I cancel Chris? Because I feel some type of way. Cause I love Rihanna. You feel me? I, I love Riri. I, I'm a big Rihanna. Like, you know, Rihanna, Rihanna has had a wonderful fucking career. She's been through a lot of shit. You know, we all can't, even if you don't really fuck with Rihanna's music, you can't take away from what Rihanna has done and is doing in her career. She's a fucking business tycoon right now. She's winning. You feel me? With Fancy Beauty, her fashion line, Fenty. She's winning. She's a whole global brand right now. Rihanna is fucking killing it. But anywho, her fans dragged her for that. But see, here's the thing. Chris Brown has not been canceled. 
Chris Brown has a very large fan base. Chris Brown, he's his albums are going platinum. He's getting Grammys. You feel me? Like, Chris is still successful. So, my whole thing is this. Rihanna has forgiven him, y'all. Y'all need to calm the fuck down. Shit. And we're not saying that he's not wrong. He is wrong for what he did. You know? But he's still here. He's not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like if Rihanna wants to play his music, hell, she a grown-ass woman. Her and him have talked things out. They've moved on. He's apologized to her for what he did. And, um, but I, I, I told my friends that some of my friends were like, you know, he has a shot at, you know, redemption and redeeming himself. And one of my homegirls was like, I just wish that people would forgive him, you know, cause she was like, I still like his music. He's trying to grow up as a young man. You know, he has a daughter now. And now I think he has another child on the way. You feel me? So he's trying to grow. So... All I can say is that Chris Brown is talented, and I did cancel him at one point, but I do like his music. I think he is a phenomenal writer. He works with a lot of people. I'm a phenomenal writer, singer, and dancer. And um, I'm not trying to praise him, though. You know, I, I still feel some type of way about the Rihanna thing. So I'm torn on that, y'all. I want y'all to fucking DM me when y'all hear this episode and tell me which, how, how do y'all feel, my listeners? How do y'all feel about the Rihanna and Chris' situation of her having music playing in his background and her still supporting him after what he did to her. I want y'all to tell me how, how y'all feel about it. All I can say is that I'm torn because I, I like both their music. You feel me? I'm not like a Chris Brown fan, but I do like him as an artist and I like his music. I wouldn't say I'm a, a fan or anything. Like, I don't have all his albums. I have a few of his albums. You feel me? Next topic. Lisa Ray calls out actor Dwayne Martin. So Lisa Ray is a, a, a you know... A relatively popular black actress. She's left her mark in Hollywood. She's done her thing or whatever. Most known for Players Club. Classic hood movie, y'all. We love the Players Club. I love them Ronnie Hill quotes. And if you a real one, if you like the Players Club, I want y'all to leave me a comment or some shit on the podcast or a review. I love Lisa Ray. Anyways, as you all know, she was formerly married to um, a Turks. A Turks, the island of the Turks, right? Oh, I'm getting this all wrong, y'all. Basically, she married like a prime minister. It was a man of high stature in the Turks, y'all. She married him. He was cheating on her a lot. They got a divorce. But she was the first lady of uh, the the islands and, you know, in the Turks, child. She married him. You know, he was cheating. They got a divorce. She stopped her acting career for him him or whatever. And, um, you know, this past week, she did an interview talking more about the divorce and why they broke up and how she came back and started doing acting again. And basically, in that interview, she talked about Dwayne Martin. Dwayne Martin, he was formerly married to Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell, she played Gina on Martin. But Dwayne Martin is another black actor. Let's not get him confused with Martin Lawrence, okay? We know Martin Lawrence from Martin if you're a black person, okay? Or a person of color, right? We know Martin Lawrence. But Dwayne Martin is also another black actor in, in the industry. Basically, Lisa Ray just basically exposed him. And she was saying how she felt like he was he was one of the reasons why the marriage ended. Because she trusted Dwayne Martin, for example, because they did a show, um, a, a TV sitcom back in the day called All of Us, Right? And basically, they became really, really close friends from that show. And he became friends with her new husband, this minister of the Turks or king or whatever the fuck he is. And he was bringing women to her husband and basically encouraging her husband to cheat on her. Because he would he would send women to her house 
and basically encouraged her husband to cheat. And she basically said, you know, in the interview, she was like, fuck Dwayne, fuck him, fuck him. You know, he's one of the reasons why my marriage ended. And it caused a lot of hoopla. A lot of people were surprised by this tea. And basically it painted Dwayne as a fucking monster. But, you know, we've, you know, his ex-wife, Tisha Campbell Martin, you know, formerly known as Gina, she was stating how he would hit her a lot because they were married for about 10 or 15 years and how Dwayne would abuse her a lot. He was laundering money. You know, uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith loaned him some money and he went and did a scam or some shit. And he basically um, almost, I think he almost did some jail time or some prison time over it because he did some type of crime with the money, some type of fraud. And uh, Will Smith also almost got in trouble as well. And he had to clear his name because they thought that Will Smith was a part of this fraud that Dwayne Martin, you know, was partaking in. So all I can say is that this is a fucking mess. And Lisa Ray, you're a fucking... I'm proud of Lisa. You know what, Lisa? Let's let's give you a Yes Queen Award, girl. Diamond from the Players Club, okay? I'm going to give you a Yes Queen Award because you, you know, you're, you're, you're... Lisa has always been a very honest woman. You feel me? And I, I just, I love a woman who's strong and who's fucking honest about her shit. So shit, tell us what really happened in your fucking marriage. We want to know about it. All right, y'all. I got four minutes left, child. Um, ooh, Tank says that a man... <laughs> Can suck dick twice and not be gay. Ooh, we'll probably talk more about that next week. I'm going to give a little outtake on that. You know, Tank has done a lot of interviews where he has said that he likes to get his booty ate now, child. He don't mind his wife eating him out. And now he did an interview recently with Angela Yee's lip service and they were talking about sex or whatever. And he was saying how, you know, if a man get, if a man sucks. Ooh, that's so explicit, y'all. I'm so sorry. If a man suck dangalang. Or pee-pee. He suck penis. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I don't want to be so explicit like this. Um, <laughs> basically, that doesn't make him gay. Look, it is a double standard. It's a double standard for men. You know, a woman can go out here and, and sleep with another woman and eat some cootie cat, and she won't be labeled as gay. She could go back and be straight. It's a double standard. I'll talk more about that on my next show because we are running out of time. I'm just going to say it's a double standard with men, okay? Now people think Tank is gay child and he receiving all this backlash from the black community. But the last topic that I want to kind of touch on is the Always brand, you guys. Damn, I got two minutes left. Oh, the Always brand. Basically, they removed the Venus symbol from the packaging to be more inclusive of trans men. I think it's a great thing for trans men. I do not like how these blogs are attacking trans women and not reading and not seeing why this is important for trans men. But I also feel like Always and other brands should actually start to um, help with policy work or, you know, um, uh, advocacy or organ, you know, organizing to really, really help trans people, trans men as well, you know, receive support in that area. But we have one minute left, and I want to say thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. I do have to go. Remember to like, um, share, leave me a review on iTunes, spread the word of the show, tweet, Facebook, everything. I love you guys so much, and you'll be hearing from me next week with a new episode. I do have a guest coming next week. Thank y'all for tuning in and I'll make sure to talk about this always thing and tank in some more detail on my next episode. I love y'all so much. Thank you. And I'm checking out and I will see you guys next Tuesday. I mean, you'll hear from me. It's an audio show. Okay, goddammit. But I love y'all. Y'all some real ass motherfuckers for tuning into, uh, tuning into my fucking show. Okay. 
I love y'all. And I'm out of time. All right. Bye.